Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Apu Pen with us on Audio Gyan, loosely translated from a Malayalam as grandfather. Apu is noted graphic novelist and an artist from Bangalore. He is the creator of graphic novels The Snake and the Lotus, Moon Ward, Legends of Hala Hala, Aspirus, and superhero satire series Rashtraman. His work is almost wordless narrative with sarcasm and irony. He is also the founder and editor of Brain Dead India, and today we are here to know his thoughts and ideas about art, comics, and more. So thank you, Apu, for giving your time, and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again. Thank you for having me, Kedar. Lovely to be here. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Same here, same here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, um, I've kept the topic name as subtext uh, under with comics hmm. uh, in comics, and hmm. uh, yeah, the conversation I mainly wanted to understand your thought process, uh, your philosophy about comics in general. Hmm. So the first uh, thing which I want to ask you is, uh, what does like? I know it's a cliche question, but I am. I'm, with the previous interaction i'm very sure that it will be like a very different answer so what does art mean to you and especially in the comic world or the comic arts uh, space right um yeah i think it's uh, slowly taken on as the meaning of uh, my life here now so i'm i'm i was always interested in the creative side of things i didn't know how to like get about it and i didn't really know what art meant as such now i would think that uh, we should have some substance some some message in our art uh, as we do now uh, it in order to make it uh, today's art uh, just like you know uh, portrait uh, perfect portrait paintings went away when uh, photography came about uh, we don't do that anymore then lots of other styles of art opened up i think now uh with the softwares that are available uh it's very easy to produce something that looks good so i think uh, art is transcended that also it's not something that just looks good it has something to say also and uh, i've always been interested in uh, putting thoughts out earlier i started doing advertising in, in 2000 or so straight out of college we are putting messages in people's heads but not necessarily messages that i want and uh, my name is not associated with it thankfully but you know sometimes i might crack a good idea and uh, it might just like you know become such a snowball into such a thing that maybe the, they'll destroy a forest or you know some uh, housing area or something and create a, a big company in that space i don't want to be responsible for something like that so personal art what we have to say it's just about expressing what we want uh, to put out uh, we observe things and we process them and this is what we put out at the end of it uh, i i i like the art uh, i like to think of art in that way um but when you think of art nowadays you start thinking of like uh, uh, a gallery uh, and uh, you know some very uh, stuck El- up paintings on the wall uh, 
our art is also very different uh, i like art to be a much more friendly space i like it to be a lot more accessible it cannot be in like uh, these ivory towers uh, where you are afraid to go and make some noise because you know maybe it's not the right thing to do and sometimes you don't understand the art and then there's this write up on the side which says like it means everything but when you see the art nothing moves you you know i don't think that is art either it has to move you you know Uh, when i go to the benale in kochi or something i see this whole big write up there's a lot of stuff it means everything the world and me and you and everything but when i see it it doesn't it doesn't cause even like a flutter of excitement in me i, I don't think that is art also mm. uh, i think we have to work at it we have we don't have a definition we do not want a definition for it you know it's about finding that beauty and it's in going wrong and you know there's no set formula for it you accidentally find it or you can find you many things to come to a point from there you know you need something more to get that mm. that is where art lies in finding that which cannot be defined mm. so um it's it has to be an adventure it has to occupy my life uh, and i i think it's a very vibrant scene and many things that you're interested in can be expressed through art mm. uh for now i choose painting and uh, comic art as my way of like expressing things uh, i like comic art because it's irreverent it's fun it used to be cheap but nowadays not so much mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's why we like them you know mm-hmm. like uh, it was it was talking to us in a very different tone like uh, it was not academic um and uh, it's coming in it's nice like uh, a lot of people are looking at comics now uh not enough uh for us to like really make it a scene as yet mm. but i i'm particularly fond of comic art mm. and uh, cartoons mm. uh, sorry to interrupt there because uh, there are two nice threads which i wanted to ask on the same lines just the previous one which you mentioned about uh, um now these days tools are available uh, where you can produce good quality stuff which probably is aesthetically better right uh at least from my exposure in in the design world um julie zoo who's the vp of uh, facebook uh she has given like a nice career graph uh, for designers first 5 years or 3 years you you practice the craft you understand the nuances of the craft then you evangelize and then you become like uh become like a industry leader where you speak to other people you change industry trends and so on so on and so forth right there's a map to it uh is there something similar when you pick up art i i'm asking you because when you said uh <laughs> when you said uh, uh you've mastered that um tool then what is the next progression or can someone start at the base level just communicating the thought itself hmm uh i mean i don't know to illustrate i don't know anything yeah. uh, i even understand don't understand what sort of color balance anything should have yeah. and i just just communicate something can someone start there itself i think so um, see because we have these preconceived ideas of art if only i paint like that it is art or if i only have my um anatomy right it's art you know all those things are broken with comics and now you know that comic is in the art scene and uh, we have people making stuff with stick figures with uh, just like blobs for heads uh, anything as long as you see the uh, point is we have an idea and we have to communicate it what is the best way to communicate that idea if it's a funny idea i will set it in a 
in a funny background or i have to add to the tone when you see it only you know what kind of a tone i am talking in and what tone you read in so it's my job to create it nothing in this says that you have to be artistically qualified in some way i can just put a spot and i can have some nice color around it if it's saying something interesting which it's enough if a spot says it mm-hmm. i just have to uh, make two distinct points like speak from two different sides if i need more of a character let's see what that character needs to act in this role that you have put for him mm. you know so let's just look at that let's not look at it from like uh, top down and say like only if it looks this way it is art or anything we've already broken it actually mm-hmm. you can see it in uh, a lot of a lot of stuff new stuff that has come out it's like a splatter talking to like a, a shape or you know it's still working mm-hmm. uh, but so you have to be smart in making that story that fits in this thing so if i have a character which just serves me to tell the story effectively that's fine i can also uh, elaborate it and make it in an oil painting style uh, maybe the story requires that maybe i just want to show off my art you know <laughs> whichever way but i don't think uh, any more that uh, art will be a, a hurdle for you to tell uh, these kind of stories at least not in the comic zone which mm. is why we like comics like you know it's it's not the high art scene mm. it has to make sense I can like put a plaque next to it and say this comic means that then I've lost the comic. Mm-hmm. The comic has to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So I think I think there is scope in that for you too. Mm-hmm. I think Kedar you should <laughs> go back to like drawing a few lines and like making them speak. Mm-hmm. Once you have the communication happening it should work. Mm-hmm. Okay so it's it's it seems very ironic uh, that um, when you speak about art for whatever baggage we have there's some sort of a eliteness to it or as you mentioned like art gallery mein hai while when you say comics is much more democratic so any other nuance there why is it so um it was always seen as the cheap art uh, comics came into being as like uh, you know these penny comics that uh, would uh, for working people mm. something that they could buy read and mostly throw away mm. uh, manga still works like that uh they churn out a lot of stuff mostly like you read it and you throw it away it's a single consumption kind of thing um overall um com- uh, yeah we, we now we say that you know uh, comics has a bad name also here because uh it's considered bad for children Mm. Uh, if you're reading comics then you're not studying kind of thing mm. but uh, it's all changing now now you have a lot of uh, information being transferred through comics mm. like if this a uh, 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 tough to explain situation i'm doing it even for like um, science and physics problems that i don't understand really mm. but sometimes people want that simplified through graphics so you know it's much more easier and broken down to understand once i understand it then i can make it into graphics mm. but like i've come to that point where you know it's it's a little tough for me also but once you break it down anybody should be able to get it so to break down information whether it's commercial stuff or for education it's working a lot now a mm. uh, f- simple example is when you buy a, any kind of gadget there'll be drawn instructions how to put it together correct so you know gets through that is again that is also visual language comics so through comics we want to it's actually a language it's a visual language and maybe our vocabulary in that visual language is not so good because we've been told comics are bad or something like mm. that. Mm. uh but it's moving now everything is visual like you're 
playing on your phone all the time everything is visual over there mm. you know like even my dad can identify the change of color in one little icon uh, of the many icons on his phone you know so your uh, visual reading has improved so much earlier it was just one picture for him mm. you know so now he identifies the differences between them he can say that this color has changed that is different thing and then he'll click on it so you are working with the visual end interface uh, through your life now mm-hmm. so i think it's going to be a nice scene for comics okay. like more and more people will be friendly about reading comics mm-hmm. now yeah so on that note in fact uh, can you can you briefly share the kind of books you have written and like what are the reasons for it because i want to navigate the conversation the second half mainly towards the characters you have built and the thought process but just sure. to set context as to okay. um, yeah it's difficult for me to speak briefly but i will try <laughs> um i i i wanted to tell stories that's the main idea uh i don't i'm not particularly like it can only be through comics but important thing is the stories have to be told for me when i tried i did some animation i tried some film and everything and i figured out that if i have to tell my kind of stories i need to probably use all the resources that i have with me which pretty much meant my time and my drawing so i started making storyboards first and then i went into comics just so that you know i can put down the stories like i want to tell them from there i generally judged it and thought okay comics is good and also you know maybe i'm out uh, i'm just thinking about all this myself maybe nobody wants to read my stories you know i i i want to make them and all but we also have to see if anybody wants to read them so let's try that out in comics with our own uh, resources so to say so i started making comics and putting them up online uh, website at the time 2006 2006 uh, my own website and we have to email people to come and see it there because there's no social media thing happening <laughs> so like i and because our circles are so small because like you know like literature and comics and all are shared among such like a small number of people uh, i got through to these publishers in chennai called bluffed so bluffed was serious about publishing what i had put up online uh, i wanted to make a lot more to complete that thing because in my head it's a world so what i have in the beginning is uh, moonward the first book 2009 it came out it's the um, setting of that world it's a world called halahala it's in fact it's a dimension it's not a world with a set map a mountain range and a dragon there no the whole world changes to suit the story i'm telling you uh, so this world can look in different ways like we said earlier if it's a funny story the drawing is cartoony if it's a serious story with like a a proper meaningful like uh, message in it then i want to get that trust from you from the beginning like you don't you shouldn't think of me as a comic when i'm trying to make a serious point so i will work the background like that so the world becomes the background in which this takes place this is the interesting part of the fantasy world for me that is how the new fantasy world changes we've got all kinds of fantasy world Pig, uh, pixies are there fairies are there all kinds of stuff uh, i'm not interested in that fantasy world but i want a world where things are set so uh, moonward opened it up then uh, legends of halahala had five short stories uh, fully silent so by the time i'm quite confident my first publishers bluffed they may, gave me the confidence to not say everything they they convinced me that it's getting through in the drawing 
you don't have to over explain it so they helped me cut down a lot of text wow. and that gave me the thing that okay we can work without the text itself i concentrated a lot on uh, expressions to convey uh, it's a very popular cartoon uh, t- technique like yeah. disney and all like you know extra exaggerated expressions like we do in theater exaggerated movements that's what works in comics also uh, you convey through that exaggeration um, so uh, five short stories uh, kind of hala hala type love stories like not the kind of love stories you expect uh, but without words so we went through five different settings of that world so it moved from like you know some little worms creatures talking to like kingdoms having battles between each other all kinds of stuff um after that they made aspirus i think it was a reaction to my advertising years uh it is a story that was playing in my head a lot uh like we said uh, in the beginning um like who puts their dream in your head is the question like uh, we all like to say that hey it's my dream job or you know we are following the dream that really who put that dream in your head like did you really like originally think that you will have a holiday in bali like really like is that your original idea you know <laughs> things like that so who put the idea became very uh, interesting for me because i'm from the advertising world where we were putting ideas consciously in people's heads like you know if you don't if you're not seen with my product then you won't get laid ever like you know <laughs> we're feeding on insecurities right and i don't want to like use my art for that uh, that's where the conflict came if i have a skill and if i want to make it better and i want to pursue it i'm not going to use it to like mess with people's heads you know i i can uh, open people's ideas about things about how advertising uses their insecurities maybe but to use that again uh, you know to just manipulate thought and like uh, get something through i just don't think it's fair uh, of course i have to do some of that to get money mm. <laughs> but i try to like you know do it in a in a in a premium way where only like the richest people like get like <laughs> influenced by it or something and i can charge more also mm. so uh, it is that that question remains uh, i i want to deal with it in a sensible way even like if uh, the comics ever make money you know <laughs> like which is a very thin possibility now but uh, we have to see we have to be sensitive to the art side i think mm. uh, we chose an art not business not yeah. the profit motive uh, so i i would like to stick in that sure. then i had uh, yeah then i worked for a long time for snake and the lotus that was the last book uh, from a big publisher then i published two small books independently we'll get into that sure. uh, next yeah yeah um so your work which i have seen at least or i could understand or comprehend and now that you have made it so so open that whatever i it, i'm 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 not with that baggage of really understanding but just enjoying it so uh like wants to strongly communicate a message right so if i can say that uh so if i can say that your work i could see i could understand has lot of despair in it or has lot of sarcasm or say irony so if i'm and again i'm looking like as a layman to it so uh, be titles like dystopian times or hala uh, hala which is like a poison right so uh, aspirus brain dead and so on so also the the kind of colors which i've used are for my uh, taste it looks very grungy it's it's uh, dark so um and not just that with with characters like rashtraman or propagandi also so there's a there's a slapstick uh, pun or whatever there's there's some humor to it as well so what's going on there i mean i want to just understand 
that how would you respond to all these these narratives which you have built so far hmm after my first book moonward a lot of my friends were really concerned that i'm going to kill myself or something yeah it seems because like. it was very dark and you know <laughs> but the idea is uh, if you really think about it if you want to kill yourself it's easier to kill yourself hmm. you don't have to work on a book for 3 years before you kill yourself <laughs> i think it comes from a place of hope and if we work on something anybody who like uh, anybody who dedicates uh, their effort their time to refining uh, something i think it uh, essentially comes from like general hope in <laughs> mankind or something you know mm. um what we're trying to say also uh if you take uh, orwell and huxley uh, who are like my pillars of like thinking uh, in the dystopian world dystopia is just a lovely word i just love it so much it is very educative actually what i want to do is uh, what i think we should all do is wake up people from this dream that the aspirus is created or the advertising world is created you know this uh, there is there is this uh, sort of sugary uh, dream that is spread over everything which does not make you uh, concerned about uh, anything if you read huxley his uh, method of controlling is not by not the uh, orwellian way of like extra control extra surveillance he his is not that huxley's is excess entertainment drugs sex all uh, excess for you so you 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 don't have to think about anything you're just tripping and happy all the time it it takes you away from like questioning things finally both of them like don't allow you to question anything but uh, there are essays and people suggesting that huxley's model is much more closer to what we have in the world today even though like we always say it as a orwellian state or, or orwell's dilemma and all that uh huxley is much more closer to what we have now with the excess consumption that we have the services that we have all aimed at making us sit in a place and just be happy there's more than enough entertainment for you and the same kind of entertainment which does not like question you which brings me to comics like once you start re- you most people get into comics through superheroes superhero has the same story he'll never die every time somehow or the other he'll win and come back now you can be like jingoistic about him and be like all hero worship and all that for some time but if you're the kind of person who stays hero worshiping the superhero all your life then okay that's your choice <laughs> but there are many people who think there should be a different story hmm. that is where our kind of comics come in it's not really i don't like a superhero for that but i guess we go to that later right yes yes yeah uh, so uh, what was i saying so these these dark things or uh, yeah. dystopian views See, we we have to break that bollywood bubblegum feel you know people think that that is the idea of the world or uh, you know and so therefore the um, propaganda or the amount of stuff that is gone into making people think in particular all these things it's difficult to convey to people it's difficult to tell people that this is how the world is working this is how you are being used and you know uh, to make people aware of things somehow i need to get to that inner uh thinking of this the the, the inner, inner child mm-hmm. but the world today is in such a way that you have to uh numb the inner child to face the world only he's you can't expose him to the outside world you have to protect him you have to protect him to get through your daily life 
so you already kept him very locked uh and art and all is only talking through like sensitive points we are not coming in like with a baton saying like you know this is how you have to behave mm-hmm. that is the other side we believe in art because art gives you a choice art gives you some piece of thing you can uh, like it or hate it but you make a choice so if you get that onus it means that you have the intelligence to choose it's like democracy so you as long as you get the idea to choose art art is there is good the other method is you don't have a choice that is not art that is authoritarianism or dictatorships that we might be edging very close to mm-hmm. so this is uh, also the problem of um, such a such a controlling atmosphere uh, what is our purpose our purpose uh, for me i want to explore art i want to go to like new places where other artists probably have not been and like you know make something or and add it to the body of art which i like revere so much but i am not allowed to go there i am sitting here and saying beef is okay or not okay like you know that's not my concern right now mm-hmm. like it, we are going back in time we are not being able to go ahead same way with people who are doing research and like development in all kinds of fields we have to go ahead we can't like go back and like uh, say you know we are stuck there and therefore we cannot go ahead maybe my whole life i'll be trying to like say some obvious truths to people you know that's that's very it's it's killing the art you know it's as it is it's kind of difficult to like uh, be an artist and survive as an artist but somewhere we need the uh, audience also to like be sensitive to such things you know artists always like uh, train and they learn a lot of things they practice their skill and they throw all that at like people who have had no training or no practice or no interest also in it right so we are ca- trying to catch them with humor and beauty we throw that thing at them they, if they laugh along with us mm-hmm. then maybe we have a foot in the door it's not about arguing or i don't think art is going to save the world nothing like that that is a fairy tale we have to be very real art is only doing art's job now when we do some comics they say it's activism no it's not it's basic cartooning that people were doing for like hundreds of years mm. now you put it there and you say it's activism it's probably because like nobody is doing cartooning you know it's 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 basic cartooning it's going for protest is like a basic thing you go for a protest once and you feel like you're an activist no an activist is very different from you <laughs> you know so these kind of things we have to like open up to people slowly mm-hmm. and so therefore i think we need to come to a very real ground to start talking about these things so the dystopia and uh, the uh, totalitarian setting all these things like i really like um, dystopian novels like orwell and huxley what we talked about earlier uh, what it is trying to do is warn you it, it's trying to show you a situation that may or may not come but the dangers are there and you have to probably realize at some point that the trend is turning that way mm. so these this is why the dystopian times uh the it, it's a, it's a popular comic thing like you know it's a nice angle um my 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 world earlier on uh there's a lot of ecological destruction uh there is a lot of uh usage of resources for 
profit motive. Uh, see, what is profit motive? Like greed becomes okay with profit motive. And we say like capitalism is the best way and all that. And uh, so they, all that is okayed immediately. You know, like uh, however much you can use, you use. That's the way. Like, you know, if your product is not selling, then you're not, your product may not be good. Free market. So, <laughs> you know, like we've covered up all these things in such a comfy way that I, I won't feel the guilt mm. personally of partaking in a product which has killed off a whole village or like many animals or a forest or something like that, that guilt is not independent, uh, individually mine. Even the same for the company who's making it. You know, that uh, CEO will say like, I did it for the shareholders. Shareholders are happy. They didn't do it directly. Nobody did it directly. So we've broken it down in such a way that the guilt goes away by the time we reach there. We need to change that. We need to tell people that no, this is how it happens. So to get to like a real place to open these things we need to like you know for me it is a dark world it it is really dark even however much we color it and all that and see don't get me wrong i'm not like sitting in my home and like moping or anything i have fun i have like i I really enjoy my time i have so much art and comics and movies and music I, i enjoy all these things and i think i enjoy my own company a little more than i should but that helps my work i have to sit alone and like work a lot like as in like you know a page takes a day okay. so you know so yeah uh, so, I, so so one of the I don't know because I'm just like it's, it's just <laughs> I've become numb by listening to this oh, oh no that was not the intention <laughs> no no but it's we are very trying to fight the numbness <laughs> <laughs> it's very very enriching uh, experience to hear like a different perspective because I wouldn't say myself to be like a authoritarian uh, uh, inclined person uh, neither am I completely dom- democratic because there's some lot of baggage in my sure. uh, in my upbringing in my oh, in my thought process right but the one thing which uh, has inspired me in my past is uh, one famous Marathi comic uh, he said that to do or to show that something is bad yeah. uh, or something is not healthy enough for you as a society or as a as a community the best way is to do the right thing the right way right now your uh, how would you how would you reconcile this thought because i strongly believe in that hmm. and uh, you're saying that to show dystopia you are actually showing what is there out instead of showing the ideal world so I, I know it's, it's, a, it's a very thin line and I need to articulate this much better, but maybe you must have got the thought which I want to say. Mm. See, it's uh, not like we represent what we're seeing. So Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just articulated it further. Huh. Um, long time ago, I wanted to make like a short series films. Uh, instead we, in, in fact, we had started this, this uh, project called as Movie Mala, hmm. where we used to just uh, screen short films. And one of the projects was that uh, I wanted to make, I wanted filmmakers to make short films on social awareness. And for that, I made a a small video which said, uh, it was like a cut from National Geographic Mm. where all the monkeys, if one monkey goes away, uh, everyone just follows them, uh, follows that guy. Mm. And the title was Monkeys Are Back. And to show this side, uh, there was like a small area where people were spitting. Mm. Uh, in in the city mm. and within no time it wasn't a official garbage area mm. but people just started dumping yeah, there yeah. now i showed this entire in this film and then said monkeys are back now you send your films mm. now a lot of people critiqued me saying that you want people not to spit then why are you showing spitting on the screen mm. so 
you you got what i'm saying like no i think that's fine like you know we have to address it like no, how else would you uh, yeah it's when i see that pan stain in the corner of the staircase that i think of like people shouldn't spit like this no hmm. i have to show that like uh, i think there's nothing wrong with it like i don't think you should take that criticism very seriously <laughs> <laughs> see let's see what will be effective sure there are different ways to like uh, do it and there are many comic artists doing in many different ways this happens to be my style and uh, it's based on whatever things that we talked about earlier and all that um i'm saying there is enough light entertainment out there hmm. if i want that there's no problem i can get it wherever like like just snap of a finger it's there and it's non stop now like i'm not i've never i don't watch all the the netflix and all this thing i don't have all these things but i understand how it works and you can like suddenly this term binge watching has become thing so we are in a world where those are the things taking up your time and if i have to like uh, move your like it's like all these things products and these tv serials and all these things are uh, throwing ropes at your mind for your attention you know and uh, all the when we do advertising that's what we do we are uh, trying to like get your mind to like look this way look that way you know into this we have to like uh, talk about like uh, serious issues it's very difficult it's very uh, difficult yeah because you know the other message is so much easier so if we have to like talk about such things then we have to probably shock them out of that reality a little bit uh, i'm not going to get them out of that space by showing like bubble gummy nice pictures and oh. then suddenly like what change it again they'll be cheating <laughs> let's let's uh, present the idea like this and uh, i think there's a lot of uh, see there, there is a lot of interest in that kind of scene now like if you'll see a lot of mainstream movies have started becoming very dark and dark humor is not a bad thing it's like you know uh, i've always like enjoyed that dark humor part of it because it is much more closer to the seriousness uh than when i'm just you know in that other zone like cracking just jokes which doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. it becomes dark because it ties up with something you have done or you are close to so that's what makes it dark for you right mm-hmm. so um in the Mm. Yeah, I think George Carlin is one of the important hey, yeah, figures. Yeah, it's just uh, like really, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that was nice stuff to read uh, here when I was like, you know, forming these opinions. Mm-hmm. Ah, and also that's that's why it's important for us to like put out our view as it is, because a lot of people may be thinking like that. Mm. Once we put out something, they're like, okay, some people are thinking like that. This is what happened with Rashtraman also. Hmm. like when i came out with rashman it was like little like are you sure you want to put it out types uh, but now it's not like that at all hmm. like we have so many people making comics that are critiquing what's going on which is fine mm-hmm. in fact speaking about rashman that was my next question okay. uh, in one of your interviews i was just reading uh, you don't seem to like the idea of superhero which you also mentioned just now um, or gods or godmen like characters so ironically rashman seems to be like a superhero right yes. so uh like again what's your response to that who's okay. rashman and like what sort this, of uh, I, narrative you're building there i think this goes back to what you were questioning earlier like why do how can we show something that we are trying to like uh, fight correct this is exactly that uh i will not be able to do a serious superhero 
who like you know cons you in tights and like uh, tells you that this is the the hero giri to do and all that you know um i'm generally aware of uh, the superhero idea because we have this tendency to worship uh, any kind of hero you know it might be some stupid super star film star also like our half our population will go and like worship that guy some politician dies so five six people will kill themselves you know this is this is like the level of our emotional uh, you know tune we play at that 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 level the violin is always high like you know so um ambedkar had uh, in a speech before the constitution he had said that we should be careful about uh giving too much power and uh, stature to one person because as a country as a people we have this this major thing for bhakti like we want to worship somebody you know if 10 people tell us that he is god we want to believe that he is god so there is that kind of uh, a thinking among the people and if you see our culture like it's very strong in it we cannot live without our god or without our superhero or things like that i think for objective critical thinking to take on we need to uh, demystify these things a little bit uh, we can't have sensible conversations while somebody is being treated like god mm. and uh, very smart people are also uh, considering people as god men and uh, validating their status i like to think that there might be some personal benefit that they getting from it or something like that mm. you know uh, the idea here is you take uh, superman or batman or uh, captain america or something i was a batman man are you a batman man or are you uh, a superman man <laughs> I, i i i remember he man that's it <laughs> he man yes i was a he man man too yeah. i was totally into these things okay so batman i took more seriously because he seemed to have that dark edge like which you spotted in me Correct. and uh, he he's doing all these things really cool i'm following the work and all that then i start thinking about like uh, bruce wayne well wayne enterprises like you know doing all kinds of things stock uh, trading and like you know all kinds of like things that go with it uh, all kinds of speculation things then slowly in the comic only i'm reading that he's doing arms trading uh, you know he's he's sending arms to like making nuclear things and keeping it under his own like city all the time you know like what's going on there so when i think about it this okay this does the job of okaying many things for the kids who are already bought into the idea of batman as a hero he's my god whatever he says i will buy mm. captain america is my god if he says like vietnam war was cool and like he went and took part in it then all the uh, stain of vietnam war is washed off for me in fact i will go and join the army when mallu superstar monal <laughs> did like three army movies he got some lieutenant colonel something title you know you, you you look at him you know it's a funny title for him uh, and also uh, during that time kerala one of the years kerala had the very high um, recruitment into the army hmm. what does this say you know so uh, the hero uh, thing has many sides to it and we are totally depending on that one person to play it right Mm. he can be whatever asshole like you know uh, and uh, you will still consider him hero or you will maintain him as hero and everybody needs their own kind of hero like you know like a guy who drinks like cow urine from the back of the cows like ass is not my kind of hero but he may be appealing to a lot of people and we have a lot of people and you know to appeal to those people is a real like 
a really dicey thing to do which is why you need like advertising people from bombay who do ads like for any like select like the, target group yeah like the larger ads like you know the ads that the whole country like dances two times like you know in the rural thing some kid is running with the bottle of coca cola then in the town like taka 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 somebody's playing like that same bottle you know these kind of things that like tie up uh, this vastness they cut through to uh, every corner of the country so now this is a, an advertising specialty like uh, that you can make something that will cut through to everybody like these stars have their values you no know? like this guy is good in rural these guys only work in urban markets mm. but somebody who cuts through urban and rural like a dhoni is like you know mm. he's like uh, he's a hero <laughs> yeah so we 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 play with our heroes a lot which is why all these statistics have come about now i want to make fun of the hero i got this thing from mad magazine i was a rambo fan and i used to like tie this red bandana on my head and run around my like compound in kerala uh, then i read the <laughs> then i read the mad spoof of rambo <laughs> no more red bandana <laughs> they they just took the pants off him so like you know that satire worked so much for me to put that that elevated larger than life figure back in its place mm. that got me if i can use that satire and deflate these bubbles then you know that has power uh, so rashtraman is a superhero satire set in a political setting uh, he stands for everything that you don't like about the hero and you laugh with me when he is like making a, these atrocious statements or like you know uh, behaving like he owns the planet uh, like he he he's he is like that and he's very proud of it mm. um always ca- like um you've been anti-nationalisted uh, free speech all these issues and i was able to play with it almost like a chronological like you know follow up of like what's happening in in the politics also because i if i'm doing political cartoons i want to be careful about it uh our politicians are very smart they know when they want to create uh, a, a, an issue or a, a trend or a, a story you know so some idiot minister will say something stupid so you can be sure that next day all the comic artists cartoon is all are going to like crack jokes on that hmm. think about it like it's between the cartoonists it's a race like who will do that best joke fastest you know mm. some people say that ah that guy copied from me all this is happening in the comic world mm. you know so somebody has put this story out everybody is on to this thing you might be missing the more important uh, or more sensitive thing on the side uh, tv channels are covering this minister like you know his daughter in law is saying something like it's gone all over the place uh, what he said actually doesn't matter at all it is bullshit like you know that it's like you know it doesn't mean anything but it's just a hoo ha uh, and may, sometimes these things are very crucial also it does the job of planting a seed in people's minds like they will get one minister to tie up certain issues they are uh, targeting mm. together you know it's very deviously done very 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 smartly done sometimes i think i never gave so much credit to the politicians to mm. be like so like cunningly manipulative mm. uh, and i i i i think maybe it's my imagination also but i see sometimes it it happens so yeah we need to like bust the bubble we need to like make rashtraman do all these things so if you laugh with me on rashtraman then you think that that is quite 
hideous or it's 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 funny trivial trivial yeah it's funny in some way okay then maybe you will think about it maybe you think more about it and then maybe you will form your uh, or it might influence your opinions on things mm. that's the best we can hope for but i don't know maybe i'm tripping right now because of your <laughs> because of your thoughts here that to remove a particular seed and implant a new hmm. um what makes you feel that the new implant is more open and democratic and liberal what new implant the the, the rashtraman doing something yeah and his act or his uh, his story which is in that particular strip hmm is also implanting an idea right finally isn't it because then you laugh that means the seed is also getting sown there it depends on the story like uh, like i'll tell you like no so i'll give you an example like the minister saying something and then people buying into it um has got one narrative hmm. and you say, saying say probably through satire or something else which is contradicting the the minister's thought Mm. is also implement implanting that idea right mm-hmm. so um what makes you think that the that this idea is much more um depth than the other no we're just exposing the other idea that's all okay this is not a totally new idea it's not a new way of propaganda or anything it's just exposing that as propaganda or like showing mm. that you know this is just hate spreading this uh, if you believe in this you know you it might be highly possible that you are extremely insensitive to another human being next to you you, you telling you these things so that you might think oh okay yeah really you're actually talking about my friends who can get affected with this thing and i am still not doing anything mm. you know beautiful beautiful <laughs> cool um yeah and then what's what's with the propo gandhi i would like to understand <laughs> that as well uh, again we are in that uh, that part of halahala that is rashtriya uh, the country i've had real fun uh, freaking out on all these things because uh, in in my other comic world i want to explore thought so uh, halahala is also visualized as a mind space uh, so if i can imagine a story in the mind so the background is the mind space and a thought is a character then i have a whole new area to play with hmm. that mind space like many things can happen it's my mind space it could be dark it's your mind space it could be bright and happy <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> but like you know possibilities are there <laughs> with chance of cloudy with chance of like <laughs> whatever you want but uh, in uh, when i take it into um, into that world there are many things like okay now i i am a fan of superhero stuff i have followed a lot but i don't believe in that that ideology of how you push the superhero but there is a lot more to learn about the world building mm. there will be a superhero there will be few sidekicks there will be that world there will be like villains there you know that creating that is very interesting especially when you have a superhero not a conventional superhero you have a superhero who you like to hate so sometimes maybe the villain is who you like to like mm-hmm. you know so we have to play it like that and uh, cowboy is my sidekick he's a uh, half man calf god <laughs> so you know it's 
I just couldn't resist like that cow thing. And it also gives that Hanuman kind of like one vibe because he's got a tail and he's got this mace and everything. And uh, he's actually a good guy. Like uh, he has been put into this thing because he's like half God and you know, they're like, oh, you have to be like this and everything. But he's always a sidekick to Rashtraman. Hmm. And he doesn't always approve of Rashtraman's thing, but he likes the popularity. Hmm. He wants to be more popular than Rashtraman. He wants to know when he'll be the main guy and not a sidekick anymore. That's his personal trip. And so he's also running, Rashtraman is telling him he's doing things also, but maybe on the side he's doing a little more. Hmm. That is the, the uh, cowboy story. Then I was thinking like, you know, there's, see, we're playing with, it's not, it's not a political thing alone. I mean, political means not just a political party anymore. There has to be politics, there has to be religion, there has to be commercial, there has to be media. Everything has to come together for this, well, the fear of uh, fascism to come together. Uh, and we see that uh, business, corporate interests are uh, a big part of it. Uh, no party can just like do it or like no uh, corporate fellow can just do it. But together, when you put them together, the, there's a lot more that can happen. Same way, media also hops on board. So uh, we have religion, corporate, state, and then media. Media was, uh, actually I'd, I'd come into media in Rashtraman's first season, which uh, I think I ran on news, news laundry and all that. Um, there was a villain who was uh, actually m- making holes in Rashtraman's propaganda. He was a, a, a media guy who was like finding all the fake news that Rashtraman is spreading. Hmm. So he was uh, known as Propagandu hmm. <laughs> because he's like bad guy for Rashtraman at that time. So he was dubbed Propagandu and he was like, you know, he was defeated and all. Then a uh, couple of years later, like Propagandu saw the light and he joined the right side. <laughs> and there they rechristened him as Propagandi. Now everything he says is like, you know, the <laughs> word of God types, you know. You don't question Propagandi. And he's like master. Like in my book, like, you know, he arranged a whole cricket match to like, just so that Rashtraman can jump into Paradesh, the next country, like, you know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, <laughs> things quite are happening. Quite interesting. Um I think, uh, yeah, just given the time span people have these days, I have last two questions. Uh, I would like to know uh, about Braindead India. What's uh, What are you doing with it and yeah. uh, what's the story behind? Braindead is actually an idea from a few international friends from Greenpeace time that I had. Uh, so we used to have a bunch of artists who would uh, make and send artwork for any campaign or issue that people were fighting in any part of the world because sometimes you reach there and you don't have any poster or any artwork and all. So you you don't have money to hire also. So we were a group of artists working through Greenpeace networks for many kind of issues because we're freelancing other things. Sometimes you get paid, sometimes you won't get paid. But it's a commitment you make. Like uh, if there's an issue, sometimes very short deadlines. So you have to like immediately say, okay, yeah, I'll do it or I won't do it and then somebody else will do it. I like this uh, way of like artists uh, doing stuff and putting it out. I did a uh, uh, logo for Bhopal uh, gas tragedy thing in 2003. It was the 20th anniversary of the uh, gas tragedy. Uh, three. I don't remember. Yeah, three, I think. Hmm. Um, so that got carried across a lot. And I thought that was a nice way to make sense with my art. 
uh, it felt positive it uh, it was not uh, going to like strip people of money uh, and like create some image that is not there this was about an issue it was very straightforward and the image was strong it was uh, reminding people of that particular cause which is what we want it's like a logo after that i started looking more seriously at like doing work like that um and uh, only very lately like 2015 uh, i started branded in india uh, branded works as a loose collective internationally but branded india i wanted to like put together because i was meeting these people and telling them what i'm seeing uh, in our art scene here uh, we don't have any satire spoofing uh, making fun is always seen as a bad thing you know like uh, like generally as a humorist as a cartoonist i don't come from that background even when you read like shakespeare and all you know that the jester the court jester had the same privileges as the king he could even make fun of the king and it's a very smart way of the proletariat telling the king what they are thinking you know it's done through the joke of the jester but only he has the thing to get through mm. so humor in many cultures if you see it is very important role and yeah. all intelligent setups will respect humor yeah. in you fact know? in our tradition like in indian tradition also we exactly. had this vidushak they uh... are the proper indian tradition you talk about like you know all this knowledge is there and we are only like you know borrowing from that mm. i'm a big fan of the indian mythologies i've read a uh, whatever i could of it you know and i think like a biggest tribute i can do to it is uh, try to make a new mythology with halhala you know halhala is the name of the poison you write but that's all no more connection to i've just taken it as a name hmm. like you know, it's it doesn't mean the poison but it's that dimension it's 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 that whole side of things hmm. where maybe things are a little more darker or let's say you view it through a film of that poison if you want to say hmm. you know but th- that's the halal world uh i was feeling that we there are a lot of artists making stuff but we cannot like get our stuff published in uh, any mainstream Uh, it's very difficult like you know uh, like especially had, in the current uh, political scene yeah. it's difficult i mean even if it's not political i'm not saying political mm. like uh, whatever kind of art you do mm. like i've had to uh, work many years before i found it easy to get my stuff printed in magazines and get paid for it mm. so getting paid is another deal altogether but at least if i can provide a platform where uh, art that i can curate with a few friends like you know we we collect and we look at it and uh, we sort of edit the work uh, if we have a platform where we can promote the kind of stuff we think is cool we think is meaningful uh, then i can support the art scene that way hmm. at least a platform is there. so when we started i couldn't really talk about it because there aren't many people following it uh, platform that is what i can give like visibility from that platform so the platform had to grow over like two and a half three years like we became fairly like having a crowd type of thing uh rashtraman was launched there uh dystopian times was launched there uh, on as uh, is branded india i'm talking about um then uh, there are many artists that i really like some that i look up to uh some who are doing great work but they don't know how to put it out mm-hmm. like even i am not the best at like marketing the work or putting it out there are artists much better than me at doing that <laughs> but uh, you know uh, if i can help those guys who have really good work and uh, just 
put it on a platform showcase it lead it to them you know there's there's no money involved it's all and every problem is like people are not reading and everybody is on this social media thing so we if we want to convey something we have to get to where everybody is mm. i have many messages very seriously thought out in all the published books that i have but who's buying it and who's really reading it i can't even sell it like there aren't even shops left anymore where i can really sell it only two three shops or something so it, it might share, stay on the shelf like my idea is not getting through if i need to like talk about things that people have to get through immediately then let's go to uh, social media i just have to give it for free it's not like i'm making so much money from publishing those books whoever is made money is the publishers only if at all but uh, so like i can get through to my crowd which is much more closer uh i have sort of like a rapport with them i know they are following my work or branded work um so it it makes sense as a community mm. to like expose them and then um also uh like uh, blow up their idea of what art can be what comics can be what uh, animation can be you know um i've been like exploring because i need to know before i i i put my voice out i need to know what has been done in the in the field mm. you know i can't repeat something like that i have to build on top of that if i can my my goal is that i don't know if i'll get there mm-hmm. but i have to add to this body of work that many people have created which also means we respect all those people and the time they put into it we are not stupid enough to think that like one fine morning i just come and like i can piss on top of that body of work and just go away no we have to work hard for a long time like we said earlier like you know dedicated work over many years it, it has a difference the work shows you know that this is like dedicated work when you see it only mm-hmm. that's how everybody used to be earlier my kathakali master my singing teacher only that, that they do that all their life Correct. you know now we don't have such people we have like people who are like traversing different things like mm-hmm. you know abu pen comic creator and drummer like what the but like so uh right now branded is working nicely as a platform for us where we can feature a lot of people's artwork and i hope that all these people will continue doing this stuff mm. that's what i'm interested in uh, uh because their thoughts will also evolve and maybe they are talking about one thing today uh they will definitely like find different issues to talk about different ways to talk about that's how our scene is going to get diverse mm. that's how we encourage more like creators somewhere down the line i hope like we can make some money of it and pay these artists also or they will get popular enough to find those channels themselves correct correct that's fine yeah you know as long as it's uh, you know at least putting it out for people mm. a lot of people are getting very into about the likes and views mm. that's that itself is is feed mm. so now you see how starved the artist was <laughs> <laughs> just a virtual like is like yes i can go on now <laughs> you know so we, we need to provide these kind of things where like you know that that life is there for the, them like you know, we can't promise money but we can at least promise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and at the very best actually from my perspective it's great to archive you're just like creating a log perfect for yes. for any artist to come back after 5 years and reflect back on his or her work ah, so we're going to have this interview 5 years later again maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool uh yeah one last sure. uh, it's it's been like really awesome talking to you but yeah hey, nice. uh so does comic as an art form give you hope and how just like a concluding thought <laughs> not maybe i mean i can't say comics exclusively as an art form mm-hmm. i think art gives me hope mm-hmm. uh 
like we said earlier art art presupposes that you have the ability to take a call you know the the decision is yours you make the choice the art is just a suggestion you like it or not you you know agree or not you know you make the choice as long as you are given the choice you are treated as somebody who has the ability to make that choice you are treated as an intelligent person there i f- i feel hope when you are being uh, told things to do then you are being treated as somebody who cannot think on the road mm. that's the difference for me i would always prefer the art route you know as long as we can and also like uh, it's great it's creative it's fun it's not formal and i don't have to sit in an office and you know i just like <laughs> i think by now like you know i'm uh, been at it for a while like i'll be stupid to continue if i'm not enjoying it mm-hmm. you know uh, that's the whole point like you know and uh, one more thing about it like when i say enjoy it i, I don't mean like i'm 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 not a party person or i don't go out at all i sit at home only and uh, all these uh, thinking and uh, uh, researching and how like practicing things it 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 takes up a lot of time and if you you have to i mean you do it only if you enjoy it because it may not give you anything back you know we have to get our juice from enjoying the task if we think that you know later fame is going to come or something that's why we're doing it we may be let down yeah. <laughs> we may be in for a shock yeah. so you know let's enjoy what we're doing and uh, i think i think that's why i like it also mm-hmm. like you know where there every day i crack a great idea i mean great for me <laughs> it may not be like great for you or anybody else but if i i think that i pushed my level a little bit i i crack something new i put down like a great drawing it gives me enough like uh, you know satisfaction to go to bed <laughs> happy yeah. Yeah. so i think see It's also we have to slow down like you yeah, know we're going too fast yeah, you know, it's, it's, all this uh, what we're talking about will not happen at this pace and uh, everybody is uh, being brought up with the same dream to like consume uh, everything and bigger car bigger house is the only dream that is being sold so you know it can only head in one way our job as artists is comic creators and all that is create multiple dreams mm. you know different ways like you you th- that's not the only happiness you know the happiness is is everywhere and yeah. like you know it's in nature it's everywhere like you know you yeah. can't say that that's the only brand of happiness that you aspire to get mm. so the problem Or is simply make it slow as well in fact tomorrow i'm going to record another uh, episode in the same studio yeah. and uh, the guest called me saying that hey i want to understand why are you doing this as well hmm. and uh, your thoughts are not like documented so maybe i'll ask one or two questions and hmm. i think i'm just going to see what you said just now <laughs> i'm getting juice out yeah, of could. doing it <laughs> no it's, it's, it's it's universal no we have to like make sense of it no later when we look back we should feel like at least we didn't do something like something wrong yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah cool hopefully it's positive hopefully like you know more people will enjoy it and i'll get better with the work Yeah. that's the joy of continuing in a scene like you said mm. in one field also so yeah uh, comics just happens to be the thing but art in general mm. i'm hopeful about mm-hmm. yeah yeah in fact on that uh, note uh, i remember one brilliant answer when some somebody gave me i said what's happening and uh, he said uh, same old thing just better yeah it's 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 a beautiful way to yeah uh, hopefully no yeah huh? <laughs> like if we can make it better yeah then yeah because yeah it's going to be pretty much same old thing <laughs> you know <laughs> we're not going to drastically like improve on that yeah 
it's slightly better we can hope for is good enough sure <laughs> cool on that note i think uh, we'll end this it was really yeah. really wonderful talking to you thank you kedar thanks thoda sa to mind expand hua hai hopefully hey, mera <laughs> thanks for having me it's lovely like nice to come here and talk to you same yeah thanks and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye